Hello again, and welcome to Marketing with Purpose. I'm your host, Monica Pitts, and today I wrangled Stacey Brockmeyer, May Create's Chief Officer of Many Hats. Like, say that really fast, Chief Officer of Many Hats, onto the podcast with me to talk about three ways to spot a spammer. Because we were in our weekly meeting this morning and realized that more than one of us actually had clients who were dealing with fraudulent claims last week. And so we thought now would actually be as good a time as any to educate our listeners. And Stacy is actually the perfect person to debunk these bozos by telling us about common spam schemes and how to steer clear of them. So let's get to business. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Now, I know that many of you have met Stacy before. I often call her my right-hand lady. Like, that's what I would say if I was describing her to somebody that, like, I, I didn't know, that didn't know her, right? And... But Stacy, you've been on a few episodes with me before, and I know that this will not be the last one. <laughs> no. No, it's not, because Stacy and I are actually set to record a number of website planning episodes in the near future that we are going to publish throughout the year, because we are doing what we tell everybody to do, which is plan ahead and record stuff in bulk. So we're patting ourselves on the back verbally right now. It's going to be um, so great. It is going to be so great. Right. But, for those of you who haven't had the pleasure of meeting Stacy Brockmeyer, the magical may create problem solver, Stacy, why don't you introduce yourself and give us like the cliff notes of what you do at may create to keep us all afloat. Okay. I'll try to not make it a novel because I think it could be a novel some days. It uh, could be. <laughs> my first role at may create. And I think the easiest role that I have to define is that I am the director of new business development where I get to plan websites and solve problems for all of our new clients. So that's, I love it. It's a really fun position to be in and I get to speak to all the new people on the phone and solve all of their problems. And my second role, which is a little bit more fluid and um, just a little more interesting is that I'm the CFO and operations director for May Create, which means that I get to work on the numbers and it makes my heart really happy because I'm a numbers girl and a spreadsheet gal at heart. And so that makes me really happy. So I keep track of all of our financials and work on our processes to make us more efficient with better quote unquote products for our clients. Yeah, Stacy and I make a really good team. And I hired you, what, like 10 years ago? It was um, 10 years ago this Valentine's Day. So just over 10 years ago. Yeah. And it was awesome to bring you in as part of the team because your skill sets are are not my skill sets. And so that makes us so much more balanced around here because while Stacy and I have the same core values, she can actually add, and I think in colors. And so <laughs> together we can make things really great. <laughs> we, we sort of make a whole human when we're together, like a whole cohesive 
business operations unit. Yes, we really do. <laughs> now, I knew that you were going to be the right gal to give us the skinny on these like spamming pirates because you have like mad detective skills. Um, I really think that in a former life, you were actually a private eye and like you, because I mean, anything, if you want to find something online, if you want the dirt on something, Stacy will find it. So there, there's one that's really common. Like there's one that I, I swear we've been talking about, not forever, forever, but that we hear about more often than any other one. So which is the one that you diffuse the most often? Many of our clients often call and say, well, Google called me and said, fill in the blank. And that is a mega red flag. Because let me tell you, we work with Google on a regular basis and actually getting to talk to them on the phone is like pulling teeth. So Google doesn't call people. If anyone calls you and says, I work with Google, and they're really sneaky because they say, with, not for. And so they'll say, I work with Google and you need to do X, Y, and Z for your business listing on Google or you're going to lose it or it's going to cost you this much money. Well, Google business listings are free. So let's clarify that. You do not pay for your Google business listing. You can go either verify it or create it on business.google.com and you don't have to pay for it. So if you ever get a phone call from, I'm gonna use air quotes, even though I know you can't see me, put air quotes around it, from Google, it's not Google. And you should hang up the phone and not talk to those people because they're trying to scheme you out of all of your hard earned money. Yeah, to give you guys an idea, we did not get a phone call from Google until we were running thousands of dollars worth of AdWords a month and had multiple accounts underneath us. And we were spending thousands of dollars a month for each one of our clients. And at that point, we like barely were a teeny tiny blip on the Google radar. And it was only because we were registered to have accounts underneath us. And the day that Google called us, we were all like, what is happening? This can't be real. We have made it as an agency because Google is calling us but it never, like, it doesn't happen often. I'm telling you what. <laughs> I think we even like took a picture of, because we actually had real phones back then, not like VoIP phones. I think it, we even took a picture of the like caller ID because it said Google is like calling you. It was like legitimately from Google. So <laughs> Past may create. <laughs> made it big that day. <laughs> So, but this morning in our meeting, you were telling me about a new scam and I haven't heard about this one before, like something that has to do with images. So what's the deal with that? So there's a couple different things you need to watch for when you use images that you didn't take on your website, because you can get letters that are real or are fake. Um, so we need you to ask yourself a couple of different questions when you get an email or a letter pertaining to images on your website. So usually these are questioning the licensure that you have for your images on your website and if you actually purchase the image or have the right to use it. And like I said, these letters or emails can be true or not true. So a couple of questions that you should definitely ask yourself it are, did you use a reputable web developer 
that purchases their images or did they not purchase their images? Because that comes back on you as the owner of your website. Do you steal images from Google and put them on your own website? So if you're blogging or you're putting up pictures and you stole them from Google, the chances of you getting a legitimate email from a company or an individual that you used their picture on your website is pretty high. Like you're probably gonna get caught at some point and get a letter that say, says that you can't use those pictures. Um, yeah, we've had those before. Like we'll take over a website that someone else built mm-hmm. and then that web developer had just Google searched for an image, you know, right clicked on it, saved it, put it on the website. And that image is a protected piece of art basically. And so then they'll, our clients will get these letters that are like, Hey, you can't have this up here because you didn't pay for it. I'm still interested in how they even find that. Like, how do they find those? Like, there's gotta be some crazy, like searchy thingy over there, but I digress. So what are other ways that you can like diagnose this? Like if it's real or fake? Well, I think that people really understand copyright when it comes to words and they don't understand it when it comes to images. Um, And so I think that's what is what spurs this whole thing is that they think that if an image is out on the internet, they can use it. And that's just not the case. But when you get one of these letters or emails, because oftentimes like the big companies truly will send you a letter if they can get a hold of your actual address. Um, So you want to check to see, does it have like a photo reference number? Does it have something that truly indicates where the picture is or what picture it is on your website? Because the big companies that people steal images from most often, like Getty or another company, those always reference like what photo it is or what, um, what like the skew, if you will, of the number it is. Um, so it's all, they're always going to tell you exactly what it is. Does it, the letter tell you how to remedy the problem if you do have a license or who to contact if you like definitely did get this legitimately? Um, because most of the ones that are scams will say, just go out and click this link and it will tell you out there which images are fake. Well, number one, don't click links and emails from people that you don't know. That's not like, that's the number one way you're going to get like a virus on your computer and your credit card's going to get stolen or something. Um, but the, the big guns that really do get stolen most often are going to tell you what it was right away. They're going to tell you how to remedy it and who to contact if you do have the correct license to use that photo. So make sure that when you're looking at these emails and you're looking at these letters that physically come in the mail, because often they do, make sure that it has the correct information in there and it tells you exactly what you did wrong because that's usually the case if it's fake. They're not gonna tell you what you did exactly. They're gonna make you go fish for it, which is not what we want you to do. Um, And then I think the other thing to remember too is if you are one of those people who's stealing images from Google, there are lots of free stock photo websites that you can use. So just don't do that now so that you can avoid getting the real, want the real 
image copyright email. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I love that a lot of them have a photo reference number because that's actually how we keep photos organized when we work with them internally is if you keep that photo reference number intact with the file, instead of renaming it lady in red hat, you leave it named GF12778. And then you can go back out into the stock photo website and you can search for that number and letter set again, and it will deliver you that exact same image because otherwise you have to comb through hundreds, if not thousands of images to find the lady in the red hat photo again, in case you want to download it bigger. So it, I mean, it just makes sense. And really too, there are ways that you can find images that are okay to use on Google, but it's really inefficient. I've found it's really inefficient. There's not a lot of licensed for correct use images on Google for you to search through. It's a lot easier to go to uh, like a free stock photo website. And we actually have a blog post where we reviewed a number of them and I pull out pictures from them all the time, especially when I'm doing PowerPoints and stuff because they're really fun pictures and they, they're, they're really artistic and great. So, I mean, it's awesome. Like you can use the free ones and then at least you won't be stuck getting a letter from people. Well, and you mentioned searching on Google. Like, yes, there are definitely settings on there, but I don't always know how much I trust the person who uploaded it and what they put in as the settings. Like, because if they stole that picture and then put the settings in that you could use it free of licensure, then, you know, like, so you just need to protect yourself. I'm looking up right now, what are the free stock photo websites that we usually use? The one that I tend to go to most often is Pexels, P-E-X-E-L-S.com. So I go to that one. WordPress actually in your admin section has stock photos now. So you can, if you're on your website, your WordPress website, you can add stock photos from there too. Um, I mean... Granted, they're probably like the most used stock photos. So if you want to be unique, you might go out and look for some other ones. But I also use a lot of the free ones out on um, Canva. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we use Canva I just try to like dig down into the library and make sure that I'm finding one that's interesting and unique. But yeah, we can put the link to the blog post with the free stock photo website reviews from our blog on here and you guys can check it out because it that's where I go every time that I am trying to find those websites is <laughs> back to my own blog post. <laughs> I absolutely go back to our own blog post every time. I'm like, I'm so glad we made this resource. It's so helpful. <laughs> so now... Okay, so our first two scams, just to remind ourselves, the first one is that Google is never going to call you. Your listing is free forever. And the second one is people scamming you, trying to scare you into thinking that you don't have the right to use the images on your website. So the third scam is actually one that we have seen forever. They actually used to come across as like paper faxes. Do you remember those paper faxes? Facsimiles? And I like probably shouldn't joke about that because I know that some people still do get paper facts, but we had them converted to digital like eight years ago. And every time that I tell people that we don't get paper faxes, they're like, what? How do you do that? And I'm like, it's like magic. It comes in in my email. 
It's awesome. Anyway, I digress. So this scam is not new, but it's still really confusing because they're prying on something that you don't understand generally as a website owner. And so Stacy, tell us about these DNS letters. But but before actually, we, let me take one step back. What the heck is DNS? What does that mean? So DNS in short is, well, I mean, it's not going to be short, let's be honest, but <laughs> your domain name can go to multiple different locations. So it, one of its locations is your website. One of its locations is often your email. So if you have email at the same domain name that your website is at, one of the places that it goes is to your email. Um, so oftentimes it goes to various servers or other locations uh, that we're not really going to get into today because most of the time, the big two are your website and your email. And DNS is the thing that is like the roadmap that tells those pieces of your domain name where to go. And so oftentimes these people will send you a letter saying that either you need to pay for DNS or you need to pay them for your domain name when they don't own your domain name and your domain name is not registered with them. And domain name is like, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's your website address. So mine's maycreate.com and my email is monica at maycreate.com. And so that DNS helps those two pieces know where to go to find what people want to see from them, like our website or an email to me. Um, Think now, about it a little bit like when you pull up directions on like either Apple Maps or Google Maps and it's like, which route do you want to take? It's a little bit like that. It's like, okay, if you're the email, you're going to take this route. And if you're the website, you're going to take this route. Yeah, because it's all part of the same domain. You know, you buy mm -hmm. your website address, your domain name, and then you can use it in a lot of different ways. So, yeah, it's all part of the same thing, but something needs to tell it what it's going to do with the information, and that is DNS. And so people send letters and faxes about, <laughs> like, telling you that things are going to expire, uh, you know, all kinds of different stuff on it. So... How do we check and make sure that they're real? Well, they often look like an invoice. So it's going to look just like, you know, if you get an invoice for your utility bills, like it's going to look a lot like that where it has a stub that you tear off and you pay and you send it in. Mm -hmm. And so most people think that they need to pay it. They yeah. think that they owe this money to whoever this, person or company is that sent them this letter um, and it often is like traditionally in the mail like it is a piece of mail so once again we're getting this the spam mail the easiest way to check is to know where your domain name is actually registered at so that's your registrar for those of you who like are used to registering your own domain names most of the time or a lot of the time companies have their domain name registered with their web developer through a third-party company like GoDaddy or Network Solutions. So if you really want to do a quick check and see if it is the right company that's sending you a piece of mail, first of all, most registrars are never going to send you a piece of mail or a fax. They're just they not. They email you. 
They email you every time. They're, and they're going to email you like a bajillion times. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get all their marketing emails and all kinds of stuff. So they're just not going to send you a paper, a piece of paper in the mail. But if you do want to check, the easiest one that I usually go to is GoDaddy Who Is. So I will literally Google GoDaddy Who Is. So it's W-H-O-I-S. And you can pull up the website and it'll have a big box that looks like a search box and you can put your domain name in there. And then it's going to have you check the box that you're not a robot because again, they're trying to protect themselves against spammers just like we're trying to protect you today against all the spammers. And then it's going to spit out this like long report of contacts and where your name servers are located and like all this stuff that may or may not make sense to you. But most importantly, in that list, you're going to look for registrar. And it's going to be something like GoDaddy, Network Solutions, Name.com. There's like hundreds of them. So I obviously can't go down the whole list, but those are kind of some of the big ones. And that is, if that does not match what is on the letter that you received, it's likely spam. Mm-hmm. So there's one other like tall tale. Telltale. Telltale. Telltale sign, you know, that (laughs) will tell you if it's spam because by law, they are required to say, this is a solicitation, not a bill. Somewhere on this piece of paper that they sent you. Oftentimes it's going to be like in small print in the middle somewhere um, but they're they're required to put this is a solicitation not a bill on there and so if you really want to look really hard at this letter that you received um, that typically looks like an invoice you can look for the words this is a solicitation and basically what it is is they're trying to get you to sign your domain name over to them and you really don't want to do that so definitely don't pay these things or sign them it's a bad deal they're pirates and they'll literally take it and then they'll hold it for ransom. Yeah. And good luck getting it back. Yeah. We definitely had more than one client that um, before we basically instituted a policy where we take care of almost everyone's domain name for them to avoid these types of things. Because then our clients are like, oh no, no, we need to call Maycreate because we pay them for our domain name, right? And so it's a great like stopgap in this crappy cycle of piracy. But we have had other people who have it registered for themselves or who will like have it hijacked from them and then we'll just sit there and like watch it until the other people let it expire. So that way we can scoop it back up again and use it for the company because it's, it's confusing to your visitors and, you know, your audience to not have that normal domain name. Like nothing's going to work. Your emails won't work. Your, you know, none of it's going to work. Yeah. It's very craptastic. It's very sad and it's very time consuming to fix. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it, friends. Okay, so we've got, if Google calls you, hang up, those people are liars. We have, don't believe the people who are telling you that you stole the images. Do your homework. (laughs) You might not have stolen the images. Everything might be totally okay. And then we also have- you really did steal the images. (laughs) And you should believe it and check into it. I mean, that does happen. Don't steal images either. I hope that was like- 
That was a lesson learned here that we didn't even know we were going to teach. Don't steal the images, friends. It's naughty. Yeah. We'll give you um, a place to go get them for free so you don't have to steal them. Yes. And then last but not least is if you get something that looks like an invoice in the mail and it's not an in- like look for that this is a solicitation, not a bill. And don't sign anything and mail it back until you get a second opinion. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what you should do if you're unsure. Like I always, always, always love when clients take a picture of whatever they got and send it mm-hmm. in to me because A, then I can tell other people about it. And B, we can be like, no, 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 don't give them thousands of dollars because you don't need to. Yeah. Just forward the whole email. If you got an email and your gut says you that you don't think it's right, then just forward the whole stinking thing over. Like it's okay then, then at least we can see it. Cause that's, that is one challenge that I do have is people email me and be like, Hey, do you know if X, Y, and Z should be going on? And I'm like, I don't know. You're just going to have to send me the email because I need to read it and make sure. But yeah, cause people can get real tricky. And if it's a physical piece, physical piece of mail, just snap a picture of it and send it over. Like we're Mm -hmm. happy to look at it and tell you whether it's real or fake or if you should keep it or not. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys have learned a little something today and you feel maybe a little more empowered to protect your identities. (laughs) I say identities. That's not quite right. Um, Just protect yourself from getting scammed. Really, I feel like it's kind of like when you go to the auto dealership and it's a shady spot and people will tell you, oh, you have to fix these 10,000 things on your car because they're all wrong and you just don't know because you don't know how your car works or like my grandma who will, um, God bless her, send in that dollar to the publisher's clearinghouse every time she gets the letter. Cause she's like, Monica, I could win. It's worth the dollar. I'm like, grandma, don't send it in. It's not, you're not going to win. It's not real. (laughs) (laughs) So if your gut says no, then probably no. So with that friends, um, once again, you can head on over to makecreate.com and check out our blog post on the free images websites where you can download images for your marketing. But then too, we have all kinds of other helpful resources out in our blog. So hop on over to makecreate.com and you know search, solve some more problems today. And with that, um, yeah, we'll say bye. Bye. Thanks for letting me hang out. I'll catch you next time, right? And until then, go forth and market with purpose.